With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson, the girls basketball writer for Game Time. Uh, Will Aldham is out sick today, so we are rejoined by Pete Bawaga. Pete, welcome back to Give and Go. Thank you. It's it's quite an honor. My uh, my retirement from the Give and Go podcast lasted two episodes, um, but no, it's great to be back. Uh, you know, I, I've been to a couple. I've actually been to more games this year than I did last year at this point. Yeah, um, which was good, and we had a great guest on, so I didn't mind jumping in uh, to help out with this episode with. Coach Tim Treadwell from Hand coming on. He's, That's right. He's a beaut. So when I told Pete it was, it was uh, Tim was coming on, he's like, "Oh, awesome! We can definitely talk about yeah. a lot of things." And uh, and you didn't know that he was a Hamden graduate. I either. did not know yeah. he was a Hamden guy. Which, he graduated you know. the same year from high school I did, but I oh. he was at Hamden. Yeah. Did you guys play basketball against each other? We uh, I don't think we ever played Hamden when I was in school. So we, uh, uh, we should we should we should have talked about that great ninety three year. <laughs> what a what a year. <laughs> So he was a little behind uh, Scott Burrell, who played there, graduated in 90, I think. So, Um, uh, I saw an awesome game this week. Uh, Notre Dame, Fairfield, Newtown, one versus two. Um, Sean Patrick Boy was there to do the video. Uh, the place was you – know, they, they only had half the bleachers pulled out, but they were full. There was, you know, people standing. Um, I, again, wish there was more students at the game. Uh, but an incredible game. Uh, you know, uh, Newtown goes up early. Notre Dame comes back, takes a double-digit lead. Newtown comes back again. It goes down to the wire. Newtown has a shot to win it, you know, a three at the end, and they miss. Um, Notre Dame-Fairfield has had a couple tough tests this season. This was obviously the biggest one. I think Newtown is an excellent team. I think Newtown's going to be one of the favorites in the double L tournament. Um, obviously, Notre Dame-Fairfield's going to be one of the favorites in the L tournament. But games like that are really good for girls' basketball. And then we have another one today, Monday night. Um, If anyone's going to get out there, I'm not going to be able to make it. But NFA, which has moved up in the polls uh, after beating New London and after beating Glastonbury, now they're going – I'm sorry, they're staying home, and Newtown's going to them. I think it's a makeup game. I think this game was originally scheduled for a Saturday. Now they're playing on a Monday at 530. Uh, I'm really interested to see if NFA can knock off a, a ranked team for the third straight week in a row. Um, and Newtown's making a long trip to NFA. I mean, that I it's got to be over two hours from Newtown to NFA. I don't even know how you get there because it's it, there's no like direct highway. Oh, the football team made that trip two years ago and they won by fifty. So, so there you go. I doubt that's going to happen <laughs> tonight, <laughs> but it is good to know. Um, and I do want to bring something else up. It's, it's not high school girls basketball, but obviously yesterday uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. His daughter passed away. Um, everyone knows the impact that Kobe had. I've been in high school gyms, high school baseball fields, everywhere. Every time a kid shoots something, whether it's a ball you know, in a basketball game or a baseball back into the bucket, they all yell, Kobe, every yeah. single still, kid still. Today. Still I today. It. I do it. I'm um, 29. I, it, you know, it, it was one of those um, 
standstill moments. You know, I know where I was yesterday, obviously, because it was yesterday. But I just remember, like, taking a look at my phone and seeing Twitter and the TMZ tweet. And then, you know, you're glued to your phone for the next hour, two hours as news outlets are trying to confirm it and, and the information coming out. And you're just trying to figure out, you know, and the whole time you're like, Please be fake. Please right. be fake. Please be fake. Please be fake. And Kobe Bryant, uh, Jeff Jacobs wrote a column um, for us about you know his relationship with UConn women's basketball and right. Gino Oriema, and you know his daughter was, was a you know girls basketball player who wanted to go play for UConn, which is the ultimate you know one of the ultimate dreams that you know a, a girls basketball player can have is go and play for Gino and go and play for UConn. And, you know, he was at UConn games and he he was always in the stands with his daughter talking about the game. And it it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And there's a lot of words that I'm not allowed to say on this show that I would like to use right now because it really, really sucks. It does. And I I would say, you know, everyone's focused on Kobe, but his daughter was 13. There was likely some other girls on that helicopter that were going to their travel basketball game. You know, they're, these girls are were like are two years away from high school or a year away from high school, so they're like the girls that we cover. All these girls, you know, go to travel games, go to AAU games. All, almost all of them have that dream to go to UConn the same way that that she does. And that part, I think, is almost even more tragic that you had this young athlete that was on the, on her way to superstardom. Um, and you know, as we go and and cover these games again this week, I'm sure that a lot of kids who watched Kobe growing up are, are going to be hurting. A lot of coaches, I'm sure, who watched Kobe for years are going to be hurting. And then thinking about his daughter and how that relates directly to the girls that we cover. I mean, it, it's a situation that that really affects basketball players, and, and more people than that, but basketball players across the board. I yeah, I mean, think. this entire generation, I, you know, Kobe, Kobe was, I think, more my generation yeah. uh, growing up in the – you know, I'm 29, right? So I watched Kobe win all those championships with Shaq and Phil Jackson and and even the end of his career. You know, you remember where you were in the night he scored, you know, 60 in his final game. You remember when he dropped 81 against Toronto, um, you know, second all-time, you know, right. in, in, in the history of the NBA. And, it's, you know, I I think a lot of kids obviously know who Kobe is. And, you know, we, you know, this isn't a LeBron James versus Kobe versus, you know, MJ debate, but, you know, LeBron was is is because he's still playing. He's more of the complete overall yes, player. Kobe yeah. was more of the cutthroat um, assassin that MJ was, and I never really watched MJ. MJ was, you know, the '96 team. I was six, right? You know, so, so that, that's why I grew up with MJ. MJ yeah. played in middle school and, and high school when I was in high school, and then Kobe got drafted while I was in college. You know, Kobe's a couple of years younger than me. Um, but I always remember watching him and the competitive drive that he had, and like I said, that this is going to reverberate across it, the world. Basketball, literally, you know, sports and and you know, real life are separated, obviously, and there are times when they intertwine. And I think yesterday was one of those days because the world stood still. Yeah, the world stopped when when the news came out, and you know, there's you have to have such an impact on on you know society, the culture. He was bigger than basketball. Yep. And, you know, because it happened, he was, you know, young. He's only been retired for three years now. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are comparing it to other athletes who, who unfortunately have, have died in the middle of their career, right after their career. And, you know, it's – we've never – I don't think, you know, I've had that in my lifetime, an athlete, like this magnitude of an athlete uh, dying so suddenly. You know, my dad – 
you know, remembers when Thurman Munson died and, yeah. and Roberto Clemente of the Pirates, they were both still playing. Yeah, and superstars, but maybe not the global superstar. Not the global that, that superstar is. that Kobe was. I think yeah. this is the craziest, most surprising death that an athlete has had in my life. And yeah. I, I was, I'm always glued to my phone, you know, anyway, but yesterday I just kept refreshing it, just hoping something would come out that he wasn't on it. You yeah. know, and obviously the helicopter itself crashing, you know, terrible. I think nine people. Nine people. And were, it, like I said, a couple of kids that were yeah. on their way to a travel basketball game. So. Just wild. And there's a lot of people, you know, grown men, you know, in the NBA who are hurting. And there are a lot of kids who, you know, boys and girls players who, who were inspired by Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. And, uh, you know, it was, it's oh, he always like popped up on Twitter the last couple of uh, years with his daughter at basketball games, whether it was UConn games or NBA games, and and he was a huge supporter of women's basketball. Oh right? yeah, especially the last couple of years as his daughter got older. So yeah, you see a bunch of tributes on Twitter. Rebecca Lobo, right? I guess he he sat at a UConn game with her and her husband and their kids, and they're just talking the game. And he just he was such an advocate for the WNBA for you know youth girls basketball for high school girls basketball college girls basketball and i remember when he went to the yukon i think it was a couple of years ago and he's like decked out in yukon gear yeah. and everyone was like going nuts on twitter and you know it's, those are great memories that, that you'll remember and we'll always remember the plays on the court um but there is a family hurting and you know they have other memories that you know they're going to you know remember him by as not just a basketball player as well Right, and I just wanted to bring it up on this podcast. It is a basketball podcast, and I thought we'd be remiss to not mention such a huge thing. Um, we're going to try to change gears here, and uh, we will get into our interview now with hand coach Tim Treadwell, and that's coming up right after our little break. You have a camera on your phone. <laughs> you have I a know, phone. Like, like, <laughs> how come that text didn't go through? How did it even get to you? Like, like, like it's just, I love it. It's so great. You don't need to bum a quarter from your friends to call your mom. To <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. How many? How many dimes did I ask the strangers oh, for at the mall? I used to, I used to call my parents collecting. Yeah, oh, they love We that. weren't allowed to have a cell phone, and that was, <laughs> that was like 12 years ago. And, you know, you'd call, and you'd go, you've received a call from, hi, Mom, it's Pete. Baseball practice sending at 4. Okay, I'll see you then. And buy and you hang up really quick. <laughs> yes, you don't get charged. That yeah. was the trick. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Totally. That's great. Oh, man. All right, we ready to roll? Whenever you're ready, Scott. Yeah. Okay. All right, we are joined on Give and Go by hand girls basketball coach Tim Treadwell. Tim, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. Uh, and I just want to say that Pete's here substituting for Will yeah. today. So uh, I am tapping in. Once I heard Coach Treadwell was on, I was like, if I could jump in, yeah, if I could jump in on this episode, I, I, I think I'll have to because you know, Coach I uh, Treadwell. I love, is... Pete, I love Pete's. I love Pete's energy off the bench. This is good. <laughs> a lot of energy off the bench. The well, sixth we man. Go, well, we go, exactly. Well, we go. We go. You know, Coach Treadwell is one of the uh, the coaches on Twitter that I converse with a lot about food. Um, <laughs> No, it's like it's a, it's a lot of the hand coaches. It's Mastriani, yeah. Coach Treadwell, um, you know, Coach Borelli over at Hamden. You know, we we, we have a nice little click. Briefly, yes, he was. And Tim's a Hamden guy. You yeah. graduated from Hamden, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. I, I live in Hamden now. That's awesome. Let's see, you know, that's right. So There's plenty of good options there. It's this weird group on Twitter that we just like share food. <laughs> We're like, you gotta I, get, you know, gotta eat at this place. 
it's a weird it's a weird stage of adulthood where that's like your big topic of conversation it's like you know food and routes to work and lawnmowers that's about uh, I, it look true story i was living i've lived in hamden before i lived in new haven i lived in torrington for a little bit i lived in ansonia recent more 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 recently and when i was leaving ansonia I, I was like i'm gonna move to hamden all my friends are like why are you moving to hamden i'm like I have access to 15 to 91 to 95. I was like, I can get anywhere in the state here. And then I was like, I was like, that is the lamest reason of all time. (laughs) It is the best reason of all. You're being practical, you know, like see again, practical adulthood. It's, it's a turning point, Pete. You know, look at you. You're all grown up. I know. I know. It's sad. (laughs) I've really watched Pete grow up a lot over the last few years. That's right. I've known Scott for seven years now. I came in as a spry 22 year old. Oh man. What a a mess he was then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it feels like forever ago, man. Oh. All right, so coach. Um, before we talk about this year's team, let's quickly jump back to last year's team. You had a team <laughs> that had lost four, four seniors. Uh, you, you know, you struggled in the regular season, and then you go yeah. into you, to a state tournament. You're looking at an opening game of Ram. You're looking at a bracket that had Pomperog and Windsor in it. What was yeah, that like that was, going? I mean, yeah, starting that tournament and and then that run. It was it was unreal, you know. I mean, we and we were looking at. I mean, if you want to go back even a little bit further, the end of the regular season, we were, we were seven and seven, and we were looking at a road game at Cheshire and a road game at Foreign, and we're looking at those two games, going, we need one of these because we finished. And I don't remember the order, but we finished with Hillhouse, Wilbercross, Mercy, and Hamden. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was kind of that that moment of like really just nervous, like if we don't get one of these we may not make it like this is going to be really dicey. We were fortunate to win, you know, both games, Cheshire and foreign. And then we lost four in a row going into the postseason. So we're going in with absolutely zero momentum. Um, and then we drew mercy in the first round of the SECs. Right. And, and we had a freshman Brooks Salutary stepped up, went for 25 in that game. We knocked off mercy in their place. The kids started to feel a little bit, uh, Wilbur cross, you know, gave us the business in the next round of the SECs. But now all of a sudden they're kind of going, okay, we got a shot here. So we're looking at the draw, and I remember having a conversation with, with Sarah Wogelmuth, um, and we're looking at the first round. You're like, all right, we got the defending state champs at their place. You know, okay, we can we can get that game. I think we can get that game. And then you look at the second round, okay, I think we can get that one. Pompero, okay, I think we can. And they're like, well, who would we get in the semis? And I'm going, who cares? We Like, if, <laughs> if we get there, look at what we just did. We're, yeah. we're you know, we and I remember going into that, that game against Windsor, and, and I, I, I remember being – unbelievably relaxed just because I was like, I can't believe we're even here. Yeah. And I remember during the warm up leading up to that game, we're about a half hour before tip off. And one of the kids said to the others, you know, you know, if we win this, we go to Mohegan. And the other kid goes, what? Like, <laughs> it was it was dawned just, on them, that, yeah. that realization of, you know, they've done such a good job of focusing on the moment and just leading up to the, you know, and just what do we need to do to get through today? What do we need to do to beat this team? And then all of a sudden we were that close. And then to do it, it's just, that win, to, and I probably watched it a dozen times over the summer, um, just because it's just such a fun game to watch. I mean, for a very very low scoring game, I don't, you know, it was thirty three twenty seven, but it was one of the most intense games I've ever been a part of because, you know, Windsor defensively was just a, a juggernaut. They were so athletic and so long. They were just all over you. It seemed like there were seven of them on the court at all times. Um, and that fact, was a, I remember Dave Phil- that was a really good offensive but, team that you held to whatever thirty something points too. I mean, Windsor was <laughs> had a great D1? offense. Yeah. I, and they had a and they had a D one kid in the middle. I mean, who was yeah, big and, and athletic yeah. and long. Yeah. And I remember Dave Phillips. Um, 
um, you know, asking me about that game. He's like, you know, you, you held the ball out. You, you pulled the ball. We kind of went four corners. You went delay. And I said, no, no, we didn't. Like, <laughs> we, they were just so long and so physical. They were just pushing us out to half court. We just happened to maintain possession. We were trying to score. They just, you know, forced us so far from the basket. We were trying so, really hard. But I was happy hard. to maintain possession. <laughs> yeah, we, we really wanted to score. But, you know. I mean, but it was, I mean. It, no, continue, Coach. No, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, and to, to make that run with that team and, and our theme all year, knowing that we had lost so many kids to graduation was just work hard and stay close. Work hard, stay close. We knew we were going to take some bumps. You know, we, we knew, but if we knew, you know, if the kids kind of progressed at the same time, you know, if we got contributions from, you know, maybe a freshman here, or a couple sophomores here, like we knew we had potential. Did we, you know, honestly think we were going to get to Mohegan? You know, that probably wasn't the first thought in our heads, but to have it to to have done it I mean, just anybody who's been to Mohegan any coach who's ever been there knows that it's just it is easily the most memorable experience you're going to have as a professional you know or as a coach or as a teacher just I mean they treat you like royalty you know you, you just feel like such a rock star the yeah. entire time you're there from the from the moment the bus goes under the arena and you can see through the tunnel into the court it's just to it's be so able to cool. watch the kids' faces as their eyes are like dinner plates as they're pulling in, you're like, this is the best. Well, it's I, just, it's awesome. I, this is really the only reason why I do what I do is when I was looking for jobs, I was like, oh, I get to go to Mohegan every year. I <laughs> it's mean, so awesome. <laughs> it's awesome for us too. I mean, it, it does. It's, it's such an amazing place and such a great place to play high school basketball. I mean, it didn't exist when when I was in high school, and it didn't exist when you were in right. high school. So. I, I think the winter yeah. does the best job with the championships, with the one locations for basketball and hockey, yeah. where it's like you, you, you know, the run to the sun, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You know, the oh, road the to the whale for yeah. hockey, where the other sports kind of so cool. don't really have. I that. mean, and and I've seen arguments where they say, you know, oh well, you know, these kids are missing out on like being in a high school gym with a packed arena, and I could understand that, but there literally is nothing better. You know, I mean, you know, just a few weeks ago, what was it there was a doubleheader with the UConn women. And I think Florida State was playing, but they had a the doubleheader. It was right before Christmas, yeah. and it was at Mohegan. Mm-hmm. And you're turning on ESPN, and you're like, "Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've been on that court. Like yeah. we've been through that hallway, that locker room. And it's just like that the experience is incredible. We had a, a, in fact, one of our, our only senior last year, Anna Beckia, who was a field hockey player and had won a state title with the with the hand field hockey team. Not, um, not and they bread. played it, <laughs> and they played at Weathersfield High School. Right. And it's not, and it's no knock on Weathersfield High School, but I was like, Anna, how was that experience? You know, like winning a state. She goes, we got to go under a rope. <laughs> you know, just, and you're kind of like, yeah, this is this is kind of awesome to be able to experience this, and it's just something these kids, you know, will never forget. So you went from that team, which had admittedly low expectations. You made an incredible run. The kids were free and loose. Then you come into this season after you made a state final, and expectations go back to being really high for you guys. You're ranked in the top yeah. five. <laughs> And you're looking at a, a, a your normal tough SEC schedule, but then you also have some really tough out of conference games, including against Notre Dame. So, yeah, how does that change things, and then how do you manage those expectations coming into the year? You know, kids are kids, and that's and that's the best part. I feel like you know your seniors understand what it's about, and you know your coaches understand what it's about. But for the most part, these kids they just they just want to play, right? You know, and so. You know, like every once in a while, you have to remind them. They're like, "Oh, we're going up to Eden Smith," and they're like, "Is that a, that's not a conference game, is it?" You're like, "No." And then you go, "That's right. They have lives. Like they have. Right. These kids are working their, you know, their butts off in the classroom. They're all super high achievers. You know, they have friends and and social engagements. Like for people like me, you know, this is what I focus on. 
you know, 23 hours a day, you know, right. my <laughs> wife and kids, God bless them, you know, are, are super supportive, but you know, I'll see them again in March, you know, sometime, um, you know, and, and like, you know, I'm focused on that and how can we get better and who, you know, what do we need to do to beat this team? And, the, and for the most part, these kids are showing up and they do a great job. They're supportive of each other. You know, they work hard. They, they have, they have high standards for themselves and the, and the team, but, you know, every once in a while they'll say, oh, coach, you know, did you read the, this comment on game time? No, no, I didn't. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, like, I just, you want to live longer, you, 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 you avoid the comments I at all. I don't blame all you. I read every um, single one of them. So. That's, that's people's oh, job. I know you yeah, guys it's, it's job. part of my job. I'm, like, going through yeah, it. I'm like, I know. Uh, oh, do I have to respond you know, to this you one? You have to stay off of it. Yeah. I used to. I used to read them all the time, and then I think it was about five years ago, I finally, I was just like, I can't take it anymore. It's just too much. You know, you just, you get, it's too personal. Oh, yeah, um, God, yeah. and, and, and being able to focus just on your kids and, and your coaches and your program, you know, that's what's most important, you know, so the, the expectations, I'm, I'm going to have high expectations. I know our kids expect to do well, but past that, you know, I mean, you, you try and just kind of block out the rest of the noise. Um, and if they can focus on, you know, for example, Tuesday, you know, we got, we're at Wilbur cross. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be a fight, you know, yeah. I mean, the, cross is loaded you know it's a it's a conference game it's a division game you know they beat us three times last year that's all we can focus on you know are we going to play up to to our standard are we going to do what we need to do to win that game win or lose you know we got to turn around the next day and get ready for lyman hall so you know that's that's kind of if if at the end of the season we end up in the top 10 at the at the end of the season we end up in mohegan or at the sec finals that's awesome but in the end you know what's right in front of us has got to be most important so, I mean, you've been the coach well, 10 years now, is that right? At, at, at this, is, this is my 11th. 11th year. So, I mean, you've really yeah. been there during the rise of the whole social media thing. How do you talk to your players about managing that stuff and trying to avoid it if they can or, you know, looking at it and not paying attention? Cause, cause <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it's really been on the, the fly. You've media, had to learn it, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Social media and the Internet, it's the Wild West. I mean, it's it's – it's awesome and horrible all at the same time. You know, I'm well aware, you know, and I'm a middle school teacher. I'm well aware that YouTube probably has way more impact than I will ever have right. <laughs> uh, on, on a classroom of kids, um, which, again, could be amazing and probably not, but, you know, depending on what they're getting into. But with these kids, you're not going to – you know, you're not going to prevent them from going on. You're not going to stop them from going on. But you want them to make sure that you – hey, if you're going to read it, that's fine. You know, people don't care about you, and 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 people are always going to feel comfortable typing something when they can't actually see your face. They're not going right. to say it to you, oh, you know, you know, face to face. Um, and so know that people are going to say things that you know they they might be very complimentary, but if they are, it means just as much as the stuff that's negative. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's still just some stranger who's sitting at their keyboard. Um, so you know, I, I try and you know, I, I you try and lead by example in the sense that like when they say, "Did you see this comment?" No, I didn't see it. I'm not going to pay attention to that. Right. Yeah. You know, but you know, my biggest thing with them is just make sure you are not posting anything that you know you wouldn't want to say to somebody's face. Make sure you're not giving another team bulletin board material. You know, just you know, read it if you find it entertaining and you can just kind of log off from it and walk away. Awesome. If you can't do that, then stay away from it. You know, but. You know, each kid is different, and, and they've got to be able to understand, you know, the, the implications. You know, and long-term as well. You know, if you're posting something, is this going to get in the way of you potentially playing in college? Is this going to get in the way of you getting into college? You know, like, you know, think about what it is that you're doing because all this stuff is going to track you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and that's, 
when you're 16, you know, I mean, you're thinking about lunch, you're thinking about this afternoon, but you know, you're not necessarily thinking about how this is going to prevent me from doing something I want in two or three years. Yeah. We, um, I also run our Instagram page and if you think our websites, you know, comment section of wild, wild west, you should check out our Instagram page because there is the only filter is me yeah. noticing comments oh, and having to delete them and, you know, and you, you know, when you cover all the sports that we get to cover, you, you, you recognize a lot of names and I see some sure. stuff and I'm like, I'm going to have to delete this yeah. for your sake. You know, you don't want <laughs> like right. if coach whoever sees this and you just gave that team this, or you said this about another player. Nope. That has to go. Yeah. I mean, and the, <laughs> the kids are, you know, people on That's the internet. That's got to be a full-time job in itself. Oh my God. Like it's, just, just it's, moderating comments. Oh, I will say that insane. Pete spends so much time doing that between the, you know, Game Time CT page, the Instagram page, the Facebook page, that that's his job. <laughs> and it is the easily the worst part of his job. And I don't know how like, he does don't it. Don't get me wrong. I love page. it. I love the engagement. I love like one kid. I, you know, was at a hockey game last weekend and I didn't get like a video of his goal because I was shooting photos and one of his buddies, oh, why didn't you have so-and-so's goal? And it's like, dude, I was, you oh, know, writing, I was taking photos. I was like, but don't worry, I got a really good photo of you. Just go to our website. And <laughs> and that's another thing with our Instagram page. I'll, like, post something, you know, go more photos here. And they're like, where are the, where are the more photos? I'm like, GameTimeCT.com. We're a website, not just an <laughs> Instagram page. <laughs> and they're like, really? Like, one kid during football, uh, he threw seven touchdowns in a game, and he sent them all to me, so I put them in a video, and I threw them up on the website, too, because – you know, seven touchdowns there at all time in the state. And I was like, hey, man, I, you know, I wrote this. I put this together. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know you guys had a website. I was like, I've covered you for two years. Like, I've seen you play before. Where do you think I'm, all I'm, of this I'm goes? Well aware now of, I'm well aware of my age now when I'm, you know, I'll be talking to a younger player and you're trying to get them to make an aggressive play. Like, look, you know, you got to look to score. Like, you know, if they're going to give you that shot, you got to look to take it. I mean, you want to score. Don't you get your name in the paper? And I'm like, do they even know? Like, do they have any idea what that means? Like, tell them to go to a phone booth or something, you know, like at the same time. Uh, coach, you you have a couple of good players in this team, but Sarah Olgamuth is a special player. Oh, Tell us about her and, and what makes her so good. I, you know, it's it's got to be her competitive drive. I mean, the kid has got a heart that is just, you know, the size of, of the gym every single night. I mean, she's our leading rebounder. You know, she's maybe 5'4". Yeah. I think we list her at 5'4". <laughs> you know, but I mean, she's averaging 7.7 rebounds a game. Yeah. That just that shouldn't happen. And it's not like and, – and she's lightning fast – but it's not like she's chasing down long rebounds and she's just quick at other people. She's in traffic, ripping them down in between two and three people. Um, her will to win, her drive, just I've never seen anything quite like it. And she's she's grown and matured into such a, a good leader. Yeah. Um, you know, she's always been a very, very special player. You know, she was coming off the bench for us and it could have easily started as a freshman. Um, and I'm sure in other years she probably would have. But, you know, that was the year we, we won the state title in 2017. Right. Um, She's just always had that, you know, that drive. You know, last year was particularly difficult for her because she's just she hates losing. She yeah. hates it, you know. And even this year, you know, we're we're doing pretty well. We're ten and three. Really good. And she and I think her 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 mom has actually said to me before. She's like, I think you two are a little bit more similar than you care to admit. And I'm like, it's come <laughs> to me this year. Where you know, after a loss, you know, we're sitting in the locker room afterwards for another twenty minutes, and both of us are trying to like just figure out like I just want to change everything. What do we have to do different? And you're like. It was one loss. Like it's a long season, and I have to be the mature one because you know I'm 44. <laughs> maybe sure. I should be, you know. But like I'm, I'm right with her the whole time. I'm like, I know we got no, no, we're okay, we're fine, we're gonna be all right, you know. But she's just, she's gonna do everything it takes. She's gonna do anything and everything it takes to win. Um, and it's just, 
you know, she's worked so hard in her game for so long, you know, every, every honor and every distinction, you know, she has absolutely earned, you know, and, and there's a, I have a picture, you know, on, on, in my office here. Um, it's right after Gabby Martin scored her 1000th point. Yep. Um, as uh, it was in the, or excuse me, the state semifinals against Pomperog. And in the picture, Gabby's got a big smile on her face. And then Gabby Agidio is right next to her. And Sarah Wolgamuth is right next to the, it's the three of them all big, smiling, big, happy. You know, of course it's the state semifinals. And it is just one of my absolute favorite pictures, just because of the pure joy on all three of their faces, but also because I had those three kids on the same team. It's amazing. Like, you know, there's coaches who've, who've coached for 20, 30 years who never had a player like one, you know, like one of them. And I had all three of them on the same team. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I'm, you know, it, as much as I love coaching and, and, as, and as good as I feel about it, and I feel like we've done a pretty nice job with our program, you know, if you don't have players, it just doesn't matter, yeah. you know, and, and I've been so fortunate to have so many good players and so many great kids come through, and it makes me look really good. It's the reason why I get to talk <laughs> to you guys, but, you know, I mean, these guys are incredible, and it's just, you know, to have a kid like Sarah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be weaving like a child when we have to go to the banquet and she's no longer in our uniform. But, uh, you know, I, I also consider myself so fortunate to have had her for these four years. And that must rub, she must rub off on the other kids, the younger kids. Uh, you know, they, Without they, a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, that's the thing. If you're going to, if you're going to play with her, if you're going to play against her, you're, I mean, you better bring your A game. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, you know, she, you know, we'll do any kind of defensive drill, any kind of competitive drill. I mean, and if it's competitive, she's going to go at you. You know, she wants to win. And so, you know, like she'll make a move and she'll just blow by somebody and the help side defense will be slow. And then the the defense will look at me and I go, and you kind of shrug and you go, you might want to move a little quicker. Like she's, (laughs) I don't know if you've watched her for these last few years. She's pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not, if if you're going to sit there and shrug your shoulders and go, I can't do it. Okay. Well, we need to find somebody else who can, you know, so they know that the standard is high and, and, that's been across the board, you know, for us for a long, long time. You know, we, we want to play to a certain standard. You know, you might win the game, but did we play well? Did we play up to our standard? And so for her to just be, you know, the standard bearer and just to bring it every single day in practice, bring it every single game, like you know that this is what's expected. You know, now nobody's going to have the, the speed or the athletic gifts that she has, and you, you certainly can't teach that level of competitiveness, but you know that you are expected to bring your 100% every day. So and, and to have her, you know, set that tone every day is, is as a coach. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, coach, you mentioned a former player who played field hockey, and, and I know you have a couple just because that's how hand is. But a lot of <laughs> uh, girls play multiple sports, correct? Yes, and, that, you know, I mean, I know the majority one, of them. Yeah, yeah, one of them stands out to me is Summer Adams. I feel like she's everywhere at hand <sighs> in terms of athletics. How just how important is it? You know, in such an age where kids are so. Uh, you know, sports specific where you have a roster that has two, three sport athletes on that team, on that roster. And how does that help, you know, them, you know, win, get together as a team, you know, not just on the court. It's hugely important. You know, I mean, to be able to, um, you know, to to compete in different environments, uh, to be able to accept coaching from different styles of coaches, uh, to be able to see each other in different environments, uh, to be able to hang out with different kids. More than anything else, it prevents burnout. You know, I think that's always my biggest fear is that, you know, the kids who, who do nothing else, you know, and this is all they, you know, all they want to do is just, you know, whether it's basketball, whether it's soccer, or, you know, or, or anything else, you know, if that's all you're doing, eventually you're going to hit a wall. Like, what am I doing? I have to grow up, you know, and, and playing multiple sports. Um, 
it, for lack of a better term, it keeps you young. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're reminded that you're playing a game. I'm worried, you know, summer is one. We have uh, Brooke Sayatari, who's a sophomore this year. She starts varsity in three different sports. It's amazing. She's a, you know, she's a soccer goalie. You know, she starts for us, and then she's a, a starting outfielder for the softball team. And she wants to play in college. I talked to her father the other day. What does she want to play? She goes, well, she's leaning towards this, but I think she could play all three, or just you know, one <laughs> of the three or two of the three. And I'm like, yep. But she's a sophomore. <laughs> you know, she's 15. You know, like, and and that's we as adults, you know, put these expectations on kids because you know we're living in you know, well, she's got to focus on this and that, and we have to step back and say she's 15. Yeah. You know, like let her play, let her make this mistake, let her you know figure this out. Um, and that's people will talk about how kids have changed, you know, and, and kids are entitled. Kids, kids haven't changed. Kids are always kids. You know, I've, I've, I've been teaching middle school for 18 years now, and 12 and 13-year-olds are always 12 and 13-year-olds. The yep. technology changes. <laughs> they have access to more information. They have access to, you know, trainers and hitting coaches and weight rooms and this and that. But they're still 12 and 13-year-olds, and that biology does not shift. You know, so I mean a 15-year-old who makes a, a, a mistake – you almost want to just look at her and go, hey, look, you made a mistake. Okay, now here's how we correct it, but let's move forward from it because, you know, it's not going to be the last one you make. You know, so, I mean, to be able to, to be in different sports and to be able to handle those different, uh, those different environments and, and different stimuli and different uh, competitive situations, it's hugely important. You know, as much as you want kids, and I'll tell the kids in the fall, you know, look, I know you're playing soccer. I know you're playing field hockey, but give me, give me five minutes at the end of your day you know, get in the, get in your garage and just do some ball handling, yep. you know, or, or form shoot for 10 minutes. I know, like, and I know you've got four hours of homework and you had two hours of field hockey, but just give me that 10 minutes, you know, and if you can do that a few times a week, then, you know, we can hit the ground running, you know, after Thanksgiving. So it's, it's, it can be challenging to have so many, and, and I realize I, I say that it sounds funny to say it's challenging to have so many good athletes, <laughs> um, but like, it's challenging because, you know, they're so good and they're focused on that sport. And they're and that's one of the great things about coaching at hand. All the programs are really good. Like every program across the board is competing for a championship at some point or another. It yeah. was one of the things that made the job so attractive, you know, so many years ago. You come here, you're like, oh, my God, every team is good. I want to – like every coach raises the bar. I want to be a part of this. You know, you can't – there's no coaches at hand who just show up and collect a check and, like, roll the balls out. So it's, it's just so much fun to be a part of and to be able to see the kids in the fall and I'll go and I'll watch soccer and field hockey and volleyball. And then you go in the spring and you watch them play. It's awesome. It's just so much fun to see the kids enjoy themselves and have fun and be good at something they love doing. Uh, Coach, let me ask you about your schedule. You guys obviously play a tough out of conference, but your in-conference schedule, the SEC sets it up where you play teams twice. Do you Correct. like that? Do you like the rivalries that it fosters or would you rather play a more you know, wide I mean, schedule? Yeah. No matter what, there's no clean way to do it. You yeah. know, I know FCAC plays every team once. Um, you know, in the past, we've we've had situations where, like, you know, all right, you're playing these teams twice, and then you play, and now they're kind of rotating the schedule every year, where they kind of base it off the previous two years' record. Um, is there a perfect way? No, yeah. of course not. You know, but at, at the same time, I also recognize, you know my limited understanding of how to, to best do a schedule. And, and I'm sure no matter what we did, you know, you're going to have a few people who love it and a few people who hate it. Um, 
but I mean, in the end, you know, they they're giving you 16 games. I like the rivalries. I like being able to play, you know, uh, teams that you see over and over again, and you get familiar with the coaches, and you see how you, you measure up every year. But then you've got four other games that you can go and schedule. So depending yep. on how good you're going to be or whatever else, and we like to think that we're going to be pretty good each year. You want to go and you want to find competition that's going to be that's going to be a good measuring stick, you know. And, and we've been fortunate enough to do that this year. We had, uh, you know, we've been in the, the Notre Dame Fairfield Holiday Tournament the last few years. Uh, which has had Notre Dame Fairfield in New London and Thomaston. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the first year, the first year we went there, we were the only team in that tournament that didn't make it to a state final. Yeah. And you're kind of, you're like, I think we should keep coming back here. This is this is probably pretty good. Um, you know, and this year we we had uh, you know we had EO Smith on the schedule. Uh, we had Farmington on the schedule, who's traditionally very very strong. Yep. Um, and uh, you just in the end, you know, maybe you take some losses early. But in the end, it's going to get you better for February and March, you know. And so to play in the SEC every night, and I, and I swear this year more than any year I've ever seen, there is more parity across the state uh, as far as just anybody can get beat on any given night. You know, I mean, you it's look at unbelie- certain games. It's, and certain- it's unbelievable the parity across the state. As I'm doing the poll and looking at all these teams every week, I'm like, there's nothing that separates these teams as far as I can see. It's off the charts. There's so I've many never good seen teams. Anything like it. Yeah. And I mean, like, you, you, I don't care who you're playing. If you don't show up that night, you're going down. Yeah. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, and, and to, it, it helps you as a coach because you know how laser focused you have to be. You can't take a team lightly. Oh, well, they've only won a few games or something. And then you go, turn around and, you know, who's, uh, Hill House knocked off Wilbur Cross the other night. Now Hill House is the defending state champion. Their coach has six rings, which is just boggles my mind. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, and that's a city rivalry. You know, that's a New Haven rivalry. That's a great game. But Cross beat him by 30 earlier in the year. Right. And and Turner, and I'm, I want to say the game was at Wilbur Cross this past week, and, and Hillhouse knocks him off. And you're like, you, you have to show up. You have to show up, and you better show up to play because if not, I don't care who you're playing, you're going to go down. So it's it really does kind of add something to, to the schedule, to the regular season games. Everything is important. Yeah, for sure, Coach. Uh, again, thank you for your time, and, and you know we're gonna let you go in a little bit. But we have our important question uh, now that I know that you're a Hamden guy. Um, this changes everything. But uh, if we're talking best place to get food, whether it's Madison or Hamden, you know where's your go-to spot? All right, uh, Madison is definitely Bradley and Wall. Uh, that's the pregame tradition. Uh, the deli is just fantastic. The number one, I'm telling you, is is it's a turkey club, with onions and cheddar, and and just oh, it's fantastic. Grill it. That's that's my staple. Um, <laughs> as a Hamden guy, you know what? And I, hmm, there's so many good ones. <laughs> um, uh, I tell you what, uh, I don't even know if it's officially open yet, but there's a place coming called Hot Knot. Yeah. Have you been there yet? I have is not it open? been there. It is open. They had an official open a couple of weeks ago. Pretzels, pretzels, like everything's on pretzel buns, dipping pretzels. I like pretzels. They have one in Middletown. I live in I live in Middletown. Um, they had one on Main Street and they just closed it, which sent me into an absolute panic. But apparently <laughs> they are just moving their 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 store to another place, so I'm I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. But it's <laughs> I mean, it's it's off the charts good. 
Main Street in Middletown, you got a million options to eat there. That's one of the best places exactly. in the state. I mean, I love oh, Middletown. I love it. It's such a great I love town it. down there. I, and, and honestly, Main Street, Middletown, I'll give a plug. The Ford News Diner. <laughs> that is our, my family. <laughs> my family and I hit that every weekend. It's fantastic. I love it. All right. Good to know. Good to know. That's awesome. Uh, well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up to you on the court. All right. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. You All too, right, thanks. Coach. We are back on Give and Go. Tim Treadwell, awesome. He's he's the best. He he, you know, it's funny, and I I couldn't find a spot to bring it up, but I was looking for a photo of him last night for the card. Yeah, for this, and he's been the redshirt all state coach of the year before. He's been yeah. all area coach of the year, and just looking at the different photos of him from like five years ago to now, he's like. You know, he's got the big beard, big beard, big beard <laughs> bald, a couple of, you know, you go back to like 2016, I think he was the all area coach for the register, uh, really small beard, really thin beard, hair on top of the head. So it's pretty, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's been there 11 years, so. And I was looking at photos of him when he got hired, you know, as you, you know, we do these interviews, we go back and do some research yeah. and there was photos of the stories and he's clean shaven clean and shaven. <laughs> looking very young and now, spry. Now, now, you know, state championship, he's rocking a Daniel Hand hoodie, <laughs> and a long beard. He's looking like Triple H out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a good game that final last year. Awesome I game. I mean, you know, they, it was a close one. Uh, anything could have happened, and very low scoring. And you know, Hill House is a good team. I think that was the third time they played them that last year, or fourth. Yeah. So they both of those teams had seen a lot of each other at that point. But he's good. Uh, you know, hand. You know, we talked about it. They are a very good. That's a very proud athletic department, and you they're know, so good at so many sports. They're so like good at said, everything, yeah. and but they're so involved. Like. I see Tim and, and Mastriani, you know, giving props to, to Gonzalez, uh, the hand hockey coach, every shot they can on Twitter. No, like they all they, they all support each other. It's, it's so it's, awesome. It's a, there's certain schools in the state where all the athletic programs rally around each yeah. other. They're all quality. They're all, you know, they might be winning the state championship, but they're competing for them. They're competing they're for SEC championships. They're always in the conversation every single season. And it's not a mistake that those programs do well. Yeah. When you have a community that supports all the teams like that, when you have students that support the other kids in the other sports, like and the coaches that support the other kids in the other sports, it's not a mistake. So you know, hands yeah. doing great things. The girls' basketball team is ten and three, having a really good season. You know, they're not in the top ten right now, but no SEC teams are in the top ten, and I think it's because really? they, they kind of beat each other up. You know, like, yeah. But hands only got three losses, but there's so many teams across the state right now with just one and two losses, like. I this week I I said to some of the voters I was like I don't know how we're going to vote like everyone took a loss this week including Notre Dame who lost to Hudson Catholic which is a really good team from New Jersey um and how do you judge them like how do you judge a 10 and 1 Shelton team versus a 10 and 3 Hand team but Hand you know arguably has played a tough not even arguably they played a tougher schedule like yeah. the teams they played are just are, are well, better That's it, what the SEC hangs their hat on and yeah. You know, they like to, you know, puff out their chest and, you know, tell everybody how great their league is. And nine times out of ten, it's true. Right. And, <laughs> and, 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 and this will all come to fruition in the state tournament. And being in the poll in mid-January is not as important as being in the poll at the end of March. Yep. And I will not be surprised if there's SEC team, maybe two, because Sheehan's really good in double M, mm -hmm. playing for state tournament championships, uh, you know, come the end of the season, despite the fact that they're not ranked. And the FCX the same way. 
Trumbull, Stanford, Norwalk, they're all beating up on each other. They're all taking losses because they're all really good teams. Yep. We've talked about this in other sports where it's like, you know, we, you and I both ranked New Canaan football because we're like, okay, they're losing to really good football teams. Yeah. That doesn't make them worse than a team from no, the conference that doesn't play very good. Don't, don't get me started. I'm not. Gonna, on the I'm not we're not going. We're not. We're not talking about the football ball. Yeah, but well, it's just as an example. It's just, you, I believe in you know it's not knocking riders or anything like that because you know we all have hard jobs to do. We only get to see a certain amount of teams unless right. we go out on our own to do it. But you just you know you have to weigh these losses with you know you can't the, the what I what I see a lot of the times in polls is. We credit teams for these big wins. Right. You know, when St. Joe's beat New Canaan in football, a lot of people switched their first place vote from hand to St. Joe's. Right. But no one, everyone dropped New Canaan. Right. And I was like, well, if we're going to give credit for St. Joe's for blowing out New Canaan, why are we knocking New Canaan for losing to the team that you're voting number well, one. Well, one of the things I was really happy about this week is Newtown stayed number two. Yes, that was because Newtown was right there. They could have won that game. One or two plays goes the other way. They they beat them. They're the number one team, and the voters, to their credit, did not drop Newtown down just because they lost the game. Um, and the other teams that just lost one game, you know, to two really good teams, they're not knocking them down too too far. And I do like that. But it's hard. Like I had a hard time filling out my poll. I was like, I was getting down to the end, and I was like, all right, do I put Trumbull here? Do I put Hand here? Do I put Norwalk here? They all yeah. have three losses. They're all really good teams. They're all from really good conferences. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I got to just go with who I think is the best team right now. Got to go with the eye test. The eye test, uh, you know, we get killed constantly, you know, just with football. It's like, well, he, he had the most, you know, something on max preps. And it's like, okay, but it's not – it's the eye test. Like, right. You have to – you go to these games and you look and like you know when we did the all state team for football like why'd you pick this kid why'd you pick this kid it's like I've seen the kid like six or seven times and he's the best player on the field every time I saw him and in basketball the kids really stand out even more so I think than in any other sport because an individual you can see yeah. what they're uh, clearly the, when the best players on the court you can look and say okay that kid's the best player on the yeah. court this team's really good that's why I, I still think Pomparag's a really strong team you know I still I think Sheehan who is not voted in the top 10 is I saw them against Newington really strong basketball yeah. team really good team so you know there's some teams i haven't seen i haven't seen hand yet but we obviously know that they're really good we know sarah wogelmuth's really good they know that they've been in the state semifinals three years in a row is it i think they won the title in 17 went to the title game in 19 i don't know how they did i think 18. they made the semis in 18 too i think they made the semis three years in a row which is really impressive so you know people complain about the poll and that's fine complain about the poll all you want but i think the voters really do try to get the best teams in there, and it, it is difficult because you, you want to go on record, but then you want you have to look at everyone's schedule. I try to let the voters know as much as I can because obviously people can't see all these teams. Like, yeah. I'm very lucky the last two years. They've let me, game times let me go around mm -hmm. and see a lot of teams. Usually you cover the teams in your area, yeah. and you don't get out, and that's just the nature of your business. You, you know what I mean? Yep. So it, it becomes very difficult where you don't see a team outside – so you try to inform them. You hope people read, but you know, overall, I can't. I can't complain too much. I think the girls' basketball voters are a, a smart group, and we have some really yeah, savvy veteran good. people in there, mm -hmm. and you know, and uh, and they are taking the time to uh, 
to do it. And when you have like Lori Riley and Vicky Fulkerson, I mean, those they are the amazing. They're like, the go-tos. They <laughs> are the go-tos. And, and and they get to see the teams in Hartford. They get to see the teams out, you know, in, in New London, the ECC. Like Remember, without Vicky, we I don't know if we 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 hear about New London as often as some of the other teams. And she's been saying NFA is really good. NFA is really good. And finally, they beat New London, and everyone's like, "Oh, I think NFA is really good." No, <laughs> just listen to Vicky. She knows she's talking. Yeah, <laughs> Lori's been saying Weathersfield. She's been voting Weathersfield every week. No one else has. And then you know, Weathersfield goes and knocks off Newington, and everyone's like, "Oh, Weathersfield feels like, good." Shocker. Like, hey, guess who's been voting from the whole time? Lori Riley yeah. of the Hartford Current. You know, like they know what they're talking about and, and we're lucky to have them as, as voters yeah um so we want to thank tim treadwell for coming on the show i want to thank pete for filling in for will nope. um for pete i'm scott we'll see you next week on give and go later